Welcome to Road Dirt, the podcast for RoadDirt.tv, a new motorcycle media covering all aspects of the ride life. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Rob Brooks, your host. Today we're going to cover a road trip I did a couple of years ago with an old childhood friend of mine. We call this one the Half Century Road Trip. A few years back, I completed a magnificent road trip with my childhood friend, Lyle Branton. We both hit the big 5-0 around a month or so from each other, so we planned a motorcycle ride across the southern states with specific objectives of riding the scenic Natchez Trace Parkway end-to-end, and then riding across the entire stretch of Alabama and Panhandle, Florida beachfront. So we met up north of Atlanta on a Sunday late September, and we rode up through the foothills of North Georgia into the beautiful valley of Chattanooga, then across the remaining Appalachians out to Nashville. Tent camping for the night by a pristine lake, we rode west on Monday to the north terminus of the parkway, first enjoying the food and country music nostalgia of the famous Loveless Cafe. After the customary photo ops, we started down our first stretch of the fabled parkway. Now, the Natchez Trace Parkway is approximately 444 miles long, winding through the hill country of Tennessee, and is owned and maintained by the U.S. National Park Service. This famed trail winds down through the northwest corner of Alabama, then all the way across Mississippi to Natchez on the Mississippi River. We rode the gently undulating road through wide open farmlands and lush evergreen forests as far as a town called Tishomingo, where we made camp in the Tishomingo State Park, again on a beautiful lake with the moon rising over the waters. It was the perfect ending to one of the most tranquil days of motorcycle riding I've ever experienced. We awoke to gray skies and drizzle on Tuesday and we got as far as Tupelo, Mississippi before hard rains forced us to hold up in a gas station and barbecue joint for a few hours. That wasn't too bad. Barbecue was actually quite good. When the worst had passed over the parkway, we continued on, still in some moderate rainfall, but this time fully kitted out in our rain gear. We had had to stop uh, about 30 minutes before Tupelo to gear up. The rain hit us so fast. But we were fully kitted out this time. By the time we arrived in Jackson, the storm had actually cleared. So we dried out in a hotel that night and then hit the road Wednesday morning to clear skies and warm temperatures to complete our journey down the parkway. The road south of Jackson actually levels out and straightens out somewhat, but with very little traffic, the parkway feels like it's leading you through a time warp almost across the old antebellum south of vast plantations and wide open cattle ranches. Time almost stands still while you ride. Finally reaching the fabled road's southern terminus, we snapped some photos by the Natchez Trace Parkway signs, then celebrated in downtown Natchez with tamales at a local favorite restaurant called Fat Mama's, overlooking the mighty Mississippi River. After some more photos down by the riverfront, Lyle and I blasted east across the state on Highway 98 making for Mobile, Alabama for an evening with a friend of mine's dad, a guy named Greg Sweat. Our journey along Gulf Coastline began as we started and crossed the Mobile Bay Bridge at sunset, 
The colors of the sky were unlike anything I had ever seen across the bay. All the pastels of the color palette were present. From bright gold of the setting sun to brilliant orange, red, purple, various blues, even green, all reflected in the glass-like smooth surface of Mobile Bay. It was absolutely breathtaking. We spent a wonderful evening and Thursday morning with Mr. Sweat, then loaded up and rode south through Fairhope, then a town called Foley, down to Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, and eventually into the Sunshine State itself, into Florida. We rolled beachfront through a town called Perdido Key, where my sister and brother-in-law actually have a condo, then on to Pensacola, through Fort Walton, Destin, and we ultimately made camp off of the beach at a state park called Topsail Hills. Friday, we rode through Seaside, through Laguna Beach, then Panama City. Finally, beyond the tourism part of the Panhandle, which is what all that is, we rode beachfront through quaint little coastal and fishing towns around what's called Big Bend, what the local, locals call Old Florida. This ended up being my favorite leg of the whole ride. Mexico Beach, Port St. Joe, Apalachicola, East Point, and Carabella all with captivating views out across the Panhandle Islands, peninsulas, and keys. We crossed towering bridges over wide expanses of water. We beheld tidal flats and rocky shorelines under deep blue skies. We rode much of Big Bend just in silence, I did at least, unable to speak or even to listen to music, right along the shoreline for much of it. The beauty was just indescribable. We passed through a town called Lanark Village and Panacea before swinging to over toward Perry to spend a delightful evening with Lyle's oldest sister Peggy and her husband Dick. On the road leading down to their house just off the beach suddenly a yellow jacket flew up my riding jacket sleeve right arm stinging me about six times up and down my arm. I nearly lost the bike before safely getting off the shoulder. Lyle eventually came back looking for me and he found me stripping down shirtless by my bike, desperately trying to extricate the little invader from my clothes. Finally completing that, Peggy and Dick cooked a huge spread for us that night, salved my sting wounds all over my arm, and then we hit the bed, exhausted, stuffed, and quite condent, albeit a bit swollen in my right arm. Saturday, we rose up, said goodbyes to our wonderful host, and rode one last time down to the Gulf of Mexico, about a mile behind Peggy and Dick's place. Swinging back north, Lyle and I throttled up out of Florida into South Georgia, turned east along 84 toward Quitman, and then we passed through Valdosta, Waycross, Jessup, and Hinesville, catching I-98, then I-16 into Savannah for my daughter Ansley's apartment for the night. We gleefully watched UGA defeat LSU. Then we rode down to the popular Crab Shack open-air restaurant out on Tybee Island. Then got a good night's sleep before our final leg back home. I really enjoyed visiting with Ansley down there among the coastal palms, live oaks, and Spanish moss of such a historic city. Sunday, we said goodbye to Ansley, said goodbye to Savannah, and said goodbye to the Atlantic Ocean, and blasted west on I-16 back toward home. Lyle and I parted company in Dublin 
he t taking I-75 toward Fayetteville, and I rode out Highway 441 back up to my folks' place in Eatonton, and then on home to Decula. It was really a fantastic adventure, with a nearly lifelong friend celebrating our half-century out on the open road, turning 50. Lyle and I had actually known each other since we were like 11 years old, so I guess it's safe to say I can call him a lifelong friend. Over 2,100 total miles across five states, from the hills of Appalachia to the Mississippi River, across the Gulf Coast and over to the Atlantic Coast. Yeah, magnificence a word I think I can use to best describe the trip. Good Lord guided us through beautiful places, wonderful family and friends, and a 40-year friendship was deepened even more. Worth every minute, worth every mile, sharing it with a friend. Well, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your uh, listening in to our weekly podcast. And I uh, hope to see you again next week as we bring you more Road Dirt. Have a great day.